Mini episode 1560 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You'll want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Welcome to mini-episode 1560 of the FDH Lounge. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our spoiler-free review of the HBO series The White Lotus Season 1. Here's our top five things to know about this anthology, which ends after Season 1, with Season 2 starting with a new cast and new plots. Number five. Season 1 of The White Lotus is a dark comedy set at a Hawaiian resort of the same name. There are three subplots that play out over the course of a week and occasionally overlap in ways that prove consequential. One of them is anchored by Tanya McCoyd, a troubled woman dealing with traumas, alcohol issues, and other pain who has come to spread her mother's ashes. Along the way, she becomes super impressed with spa manager Belinda Lindsay and becomes full of big plans to hire Belinda away and build a wellness center around her. Number four. Another subplot is anchored by Honeymooners Shane and Rachel Patton. Rachel is a struggling journalist who got swept off her feet by the rich and pampered Shane and is realizing that she hadn't fully gotten to know her spoiled husband. This realization plays out through a battle of wills between Shane and resort manager Armand that wrecks havoc on their vacation. Armand's ongoing battle with substance abuse issues plays into the dynamic highlighted by a visit from Shane's outrageous mother Kitty, played brilliantly by Molly Shannon. The opening scene sees a glum Shane watching at the airport at the end of the week as a body in a coffin is loaded onto a plane, leaving viewers to wonder as they watch the week unfold what happened and who did not survive. Number three. The other subplot has many different aspects to it. The Mossbacher family is taking a vacation and has brought along their college sophomore daughter Olivia's friend and fellow mean girl, the less privileged Paula. An underlying rivalry with real implications plays out between the two, although they are able to agree on bullying Olivia's awkward high school brother Quinn into sleeping on the beach or in the kitchen, as opposed to sharing the living room. Quinn has trouble fitting into social situations, which leads to some interesting directions when he is denied his ever-present screen time. Olivia and Quinn's father, Mark, spends a good amount of time with his son as he deals with a health crisis and the revelations that come out of it. The boss of the family is the mother, Nicole, the workaholic CFO of a search engine company whose salary paid for the vacation, one that she does not fully allow herself to engage in. A revelation about her marriage just adds extra drama to a family that is already overflowing with it. Number two, the casting is truly inspired with more tremendous performances than we can do justice to here. Some of the very best are turned in by Alexandria Daddario as Rachel, the woman who unwittingly signed up to become a trophy wife, Murray Bartlett as the wonderfully passive-aggressive Armand, 
Jake Lacey, previously best known as Plop on The Office, putting forth a tremendously punchable face as Rich Twit Shane, Connie Britton as Nicole, the driven tech executive, and the always awesome Jennifer Coolidge as the broken mess Tanya. It's also kind of hilarious that Aubrey Plaza stars in season two, but in this season, Sidney Sweeney, who somewhat resembles Plaza, plays far more of a quintessential Plaza character in Olivia, the snarky co-ed. Number one, season one of The White Lotus is a tremendous anthology, one of the best that we've ever seen. There's a great blend of comedy with very dramatic human stakes that exist for all of the characters. It's incredibly sharp satire about the privilege of rich people, how they interact with their economic lessers, and whether any of them are capable of truly broadening and changing their perspectives. It is worth noting that there are more awkward moments between characters than you'll get in a Michael Scott supercut on YouTube, so be prepared to cringe many, many times per episode. But as a blend of great material and a cast to match, this ranks with one of the very best shows of recent years. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.